0: what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh.
1: We'll try not to, like, too much talk over each other, but again, we are girls, and we are... We really disagree. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> okay, okay. moving on, moving on. Like, oh, well, don't make don't it bother you me. You <laughs> a little. It's, it's like a cracked-out two birds yeah, you know, she got that black hair. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Chick Chat. It is your favorite online guilty pleasure, especially here on the Mesh TV Network. Um, we are podcast network that is uh, based out of Western North Carolina, but we're doing a cross-country style these days. I am in Washington State, and my girl Jeanette is in Winston-Salem, North Hello. Carolina. How are you doing, Jeanette? I'm good. How are you? Oh, great. I guess you're more Clemens, maybe?
2: Yeah, Winston-Salem-ish. It's, you know, and suburbia.
1: It counts. <laughs> it counts, it counts. Um, I'm, I'm happy you're here today. I feel like I haven't talked to you in a while, which we've been doing on purpose because yes. there's a lot of TV action we're going to talk about today. Um, and we will get to that in a little bit. But, um, how are things going we're still We're still in this pandemic stuff. We're still doing things online
2: and virtually and everything else. so how you doing? doing good i th- I feel like we've got a little more normal return to normalcy um totally. I mean, we're still doing face mask, of course, but we're easing out of the house mm-hmm. <laughs> doing a little more activities and such so. Great. And school has started back? School started back. Um, the classroom is home-based, but, you know, my daughter is self-sufficient, so no issues there. She's just locked in her room for seven hours a day, six hours, whatever it is. Um, cool. So, but, you know, with with just a few technical su- error or mishaps and, you know, I'm her technical support, so we get done what we can, <laughs> then, yep. but...
1: Just doing your best. That's all That's right. you can really expect from this. My kids um, will also be going back virtually only um, for now. Of course, they um, they don't go back until next week, so okay. we haven't gotten into it yet. But they've been doing pickup supplies and getting codes and emails and different stuff like that to kind of prep and get ready. And yeah. we have got their little classroom set up, if you will, you know, for them to have kind of a cozy space to do it and we're ready to go. They're pretty I mean, you know, they're bummed enough about not being able really to kind of just the social aspect of sure, it. Sure, But, you know, otherwise they they understand the reason that they are doing this. They understand the importance of making sure that people are healthy enough before they put kids back in the classroom. And they also know that this is not permanent. So, they're going to be um you Know monitoring the numbers here, and they'll be going off a kind of a metric they have lined up about when they feel it's safe for the kids to go back to a hybrid model of some in class and some at home, and then hopefully work their way back out. You know, but um, I've, I'm gonna have a fourth grader and an eighth grader, so they're they also are fairly self sufficient. And if if my fourth grader needs help, my eighth grader is the one that chips in, so that's. Handy.
2: Eighth grade um, technical support. Love it.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. But you know, it is what it is. And we're just trying to keep positive attitudes so that they get through it and, and can get back to things, um, ease back into their, their normalcy when the time is right.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: But like I said, is what it is. Um, yeah. you know, I've been occupying my time. I've been, you know, we're the same. We're we're kind of creeping out a little bit more here and there, right? We're able to do a little bit more stuff with a mask on, with socially distant, kind of staying with our family um, for the most part, that type of stuff. Um, But, you know, I mean, I'm still trying to be conservative about it, right? I don't want to just get too, I don't know, silly about it to where it's uh, where it causes, even more problems. So anyway, we're still trying to be smart about it, but I've been occupying my time during that time sitting home with some television that is, uh, albeit not the best television because a lot (laughs) of stuff has been put to a halt. But um, I am wrapping up um, two of the Real Housewives seasons. I'm not sure if you watch either one of those, but um what is uh new york wraps up next week and is it beverly hills um or which one's lisa renna on beverly hills beverly hills and orange county i get those mixed up so beverly hills is um i've been that one finished up this week and now they'll be going into reunion mode um so you know those are fine and then as we talked on our last episode I, i had a lot of dark shows that i was kind of watching to kind of feel the mood, I guess, but it was, I'm still enjoying watching those. My husband and I are almost done with Game of Thrones. Um And yeah, so that's, that's been about it. We'll get into uh our big topic of the day in a little bit. What else have you been doing?
2: Um I've been watching Housewives as well, except I've been watching Potomac. A little bit of Beverly Hills, but it got to the point where they're they're, you know, talking about the whole Kyle thing or not Kyle, but Denise situation with Brandon. Richards, yes. And I was a little lost because I I always skip a few episodes on those shows because I feel like most of them are the same. So yes. I'll watch like every other week or every third week. Yes. And, and feel like I've caught up on everything by that time. But but I, I'm intrigued by what's happening. Yeah. So I've held off on that one and um so I need to play catch up on that because I am interested in seeing how this is playing out. New yeah, York, I've boycotted it because I'm not a Ramona fan. I, I just can't watch her. I can't do it. So <laughs> I've just well,
1: I, I think that's away. the reason that I watch New York is not because I like Ramona. Actually, I'm the same way. I can't really stand her at all. But I I enjoy the way that the other ladies put up with her and how they get about go around it. Um, you know, New York was weird this year because Tinsley Mortimer, um, who's been a staple on there for several years, left midway through the show to go live in Chicago with her boyfriend. Oh. And, you know, they gave her hell for it and it was dumb. And Tinsley, I mean, I give her all kinds of credit for standing up for herself and wanting to move forward with her life. And they just, they had a hard time with it, but, um, they didn't bring in a new person after that. They they changed up their intro so they all had new taglines and stuff midway through the season. So that pick, picked it up a little bit, I guess, you know, but it is, um, it's always interesting to watch that show because I see that zero of them are wives
2: of any sort. <laughs> right. Now. And I heard that Dorinda got fired recently.
1: Yeah, that's it's that's kind of the news coming out right now is Dorinda. They're saying was fired, but yet it's not really clear yet whether she was fired, or whether she was leaving. She had kind of a rough season this season, um, not really on her part, but for how she was portrayed and how people handled her. And um, I'm not really sure what's going on. I like Dorinda, and so I, I I hate to see her go. She gave a little bit of life to. And some smart assness, you know, if you will,
2: um, which I always enjoyed. But Yeah, she was one of the ones that I could tolerate, so.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, so what else? Let's see, I did, like I said, I did Game of Thrones. We've, um, um, oh, outside of TV, I recently did an afternoon of tie-dyeing with my girls. Fun. Um, Yep, they've got, they're into the whole, um, like, They call them friendship bracelets, but I mean, we all did them back in the day where it's the string and then you do the row of knots and then you Mm -hmm. go back and then they're just like thin string bracelets that you wear that are, you can do them four wide, six wide, eight wide, whatever. So they've had a big old pack of string. Um, They've been doing that. We've done tie dye. We've been trying to be outside a lot. Um, We, you know, we live in an area that people think it rains a lot, but it is bone dry right now. Um, So we've been able to get outside a lot, which has been nice. They are, uh, my girls play softball, and so they've been able to, their league play was canceled, but their tournaments, um, there's certain counties and cities that are allowing some tournaments. So their teams are continuing to practice, and then they'll play in tournaments as they come available. So either way, they're getting outside and getting that uh, energy out and they, they love the sports. So they're having fun with that. Um, I know your daughter plays soccer and you've been able to get out and do that, right?
2: Yeah. Um, so we started a couple weeks ago, she got to go to South Carolina and play in a, a friendly tournament, just a couple games down there over the weekend. Um, it was kind of almost like a welcome back to soccer type thing. And yeah, um she's been practicing since early August uh or late July early August but we are still in North Carolina under phase 2 which doesn't allow for any type of scheduled play um against yeah. others so um right now she's okay. getting to I'm play
1: getting at midnight or something you know, like What's kids that? taking out, you can just have like pickup games, like kids taking out to go like play soccer or something in the dark.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, what they're doing is um, so they can have the kids can practice, of course, uh, do have to still have masks when they're coming to the field yeah. and when they're leaving the field, but not during practice. Um, so, what our club has been doing is actually inter club scrimmages over the past couple weekends. Um, So they get to play against other teams, other age groups within their same um, age group each weekend just to get some play in. Um, And then, of course, with South Carolina being open, uh, we're able to go down there and play if we need to. If North Carolina doesn't open, we've got some South Carolina teams that are in our league. So we may be able to get that done. Um, Yeah. But... We're the, the, the next decision on opening up phase three to phase three would is coming September 11th, which would then allow the kids to have a full season in North okay. Carolina. So we could play against North Carolina based teams at that point and get back to, um, as long as, so her, her region is like Virginia, um, from Virginia to South Carolina. Yeah. And then we also do some tournaments in Georgia, so Georgia and South Carolina are open. I think Virginia might be under the same thing that we're under. So as long as all four states are open, we can travel and have a full season. But if for some reason Virginia doesn't open and we do, we can still have the season with the three states that are open. So it's a little weird um, not knowing yeah. at the beginning of the season where you're going to be, if you're going to be anywhere every weekend, um, to, to not have schedules open yet. Yeah. Um, in fact, with... The, the league she plays for they um our region is the only one who doesn't have a schedule posted so it's it's interesting <laughs> kind of like okay yeah I get to play soccer again am I ever gonna stop playing against the girls I practice with every week? yeah exactly. I'm like, I don't know <laughs> uh, yeah.
1: I get to play soccer again against my own teammates right yeah so. well but yeah she's well,
2: Semi back to something, hopefully something of somewhat normalcy and another schedule. I like to have schedules. It's a little weird when I don't because I feel lazy when I don't have a schedule. Like I feel like I'm just going to lay around and watch yeah. movies all day. So it, it'll be nice to be able to get out.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I wanted to touch on a little bit of entertainment news. Um, what's going on? So have you been following the drama behind... The Bachelorette.
2: The Claire, is it Claire Crawley? Is that her it is
1: Claire Crawley. Yes. So um, Claire Crawley actually started filming a season prior to pandemic lockdown in March. Mm-hmm. She was filming that already. And then, of course, they get shut down. And they actually recast the guys. From what I'm hearing, you know, this is yeah. obviously all like online news. But they recast the guys that um, were going to come back when when the coast was clear for them to start re- filming again. Um, and then we start getting reports that the guys are showing up. Claire is there, and they started filming again. I guess they kind of put people in quarantine for a while, and then then made them all clear to go. And um, now we're hearing that Claire actually is only in the season for the very beginning because she found her guy and she decided to leave with him.
2: Yeah. I heard.
1: In the beginning.
2: Yeah. So, you know, my trashy news sites that I love to explore. Love trashy news (laughs) sites. From from what I gather, she kind of broke the rules because she, so it was one of those, I found my guy, but it was another, um, yeah, you found your guy, but we found out you broke the rules so you can't be on this season. Because what what I hear was happening, word on the street, is that she and this guy had actually connected prior to the season starting, and they had kind of developed this relationship off, off the show. Um, what she, cause I think what happened is she found out who was going to be cast on her show. And so she did a like, Ooh, I'm going to Google this guy and see who they are. She did. Uh-huh. that. She saw this guy was like, Ooh, I like what I see. I'm going to reach out to him. And so they connected, they started talking. So when they went to the house to film, First of all, she gave him the first impression. Rose is from what I hear. Um, yes. And then from there, it was almost like she—they could tell that she, her, she wasn't into it. The dates she didn't want to do one-on-ones. She didn't want to do any group dates. She kind of just wanted to hang out with this guy
1: uh-huh. and
2: had ended up saying, "I'm in love with you." After like episode two or three, after like three dates, right? So they're mm-hmm. like, something's something's not right um and so they pulled her aside and figured all this out and so then they were like yeah we can't do the show this way this is not entertaining right this is yes we're basically watching a show that's not that i think that this show is 100 percent authentic <laughs> but of course we're essentially watching something that you know we know how it's going to turn out yeah. we're going to have to like you're not. We obviously know you're not going to kiss any other guy. There's not going to be any drama of whether who's going to get the one-on-one dates and what you're going to do. You know what I mean? It's like right, whatever. So they replaced her with Tasha. Yes. Who I'm on the fence about. Um, I like Tasha on The Bachelor. Did not like Tasha on Bachelor in Paradise. Agreed. Um, so I'm on the fence with her.
1: <clears throat> I'm I'm also not sure how I feel.
2: She will be as a bachelorette. Like, she's going to be messy. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. No, and, if anything like but, Bachelor of Paradise, it's going to be a train wreck, but whatever.
1: Plus, you throw in just the weird circumstance of it, right? You're coming in halfway through, or not halfway, but, you know, early on, and you weren't planning to do this, and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I just, I'm not super sold on her handling that role. Um, but, there was a lot of pull for Taysha to be the bachelorette prior to Claire getting named. Um, I, for one, was actually hoping and looking forward to Claire's season in the sense that Claire is older than most typical bachelorettes that come on there. She's from an original bachelor season, like an old school one. I can't remember whose it is, but she, you know, she kind of made a name for herself. On there, but coming in a little bit older just sort of intrigued me. You know, she wasn't this 23 year old social media influencer. Um, So I was just curious how that was going to go down. Um, But we shall never know now. Um, So anxious to see how that plays out. They just released the other day the actual announcement for the show will be starting in October. And Claire is on the poster for it um the promo and it's the weirdest poster it's like she's sitting in a corner with the rose and like a smirk on her face and then there's a guy's leg in front of her and he's putting a sock on like
2: yeah that's creepy
1: I don't know what that means like why (laughs) are you why are you putting a sock on like I don't I don't know anyway so we'll see but you know, again, it's something's coming back. So that's fine. I'll deal with it. And, you know, in other bachelor news, the pandemic has not been kind to a lot of the bachelors and bachelorettes because several of them have all broken up during this time. So Becca and Garrett, um, broke up. Crystal and Goose filed for divorce. Um, who else was it? Uh, Colton and whatever Cass- her name was. was it Cass- Cassidy, Cassie. Cassie. Yes, they've broken up. Um So yeah, that's, that's not been good. But when is it really good with the whole Bachelor hookups? I mean, they really don't have a great success rate. So I don't expect very much. But I do want some entertainment. So I'll take what I can get in October.
2: Yeah, any um, entertainment. I'll watch, you know, I'll even watch her fake Falling in love with someone, hundred percent. 100 mean, to her credit, he is good looking. I looked him up as well when I found out. I was like, "Ooh, who did she? Who did she trash the show for?" Like, I know. And I found it. I'm like, like, "Oh, okay." I, I when I heard it,
1: I was like, "Wow, you that must be like legit." You know, I mean, you just I, I hate to say this, but we all know that being on the Bachelor or the Bachelorette really just is a springboard for your career online.
2: Right. right. And Dancing with the Stars.
1: Yeah, exactly. Dancing with the Stars, um, other shows, um, influencer jobs online, discounts for hair care, everything. Right. And, um, you know, I feel like it's got to be fairly big deal or fairly serious for her to say, no, thanks. I'm out. Um, so, you know, is what it is. If she found out, ahead of time who the guys were then maybe that's somebody else's fault for letting her know that because you shouldn't know that ahead of time um but you know i guess during a weird pandemic she probably had no idea what was going to be happening right like is she going to have a season at all or anything else so might as well reach out and have a conversation while you're quarantining
2: (laughs) yeah yeah who
1: knows so we'll see what goes on with that um Dancing with the Stars is coming back on the air, as you um mentioned a minute ago. However, it will be with different hosts this time. Both hosts have been let go, Tom yeah. Bergeron and Aaron Andrews. And they're being replaced by one singular host, Miss Tyra
2: Banks. Yeah. I gotta admit, I'm I'm don't know that I want to watch. Tom Bergeron to me was dancing with the stars. Like he was the one he it's like two of the three judges, Lynn and um, Bruno. Yeah. Like, you know, I understand judges might get replaced, but it's really not. And, and Carrie Ann. So those three like have to be a constant. But, but Tom Bergeron has been there through every judge change through everything. Yeah. And then to replace him with some, and he's a comedian. Like he's, I don't know if he's a comedian but he has he's funny. Like he's, he's a show host, comedy shows. Right. Yes. Yeah, he is a this is his career is hosting. Yeah. So I've seen Tyra host other things. Uh-huh. Just am not a fan. Like No. I'm I'm
1: super upset about it. Like I'm really not a Tyra fan. I mean, I I'm fine with Tyra in general. Like I have nothing against her. Right. To
2: but agree. I don't It's the show she, hosting.
1: Exactly. I don't think she's a good show host. Um, I don't like how she speaks with the camera. It's very disingenuine to me. Um, Tom Bergeron had a, 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 a... What's the word? Like a rapport with the judges. Yes. And the way that that show runs. And there's a lot of moving parts to that show. And I feel like he was just he kept it all going together. Right. Um, he's, he's funny. He's, he's clever with the judges. He's witty enough to do this. He speaks, you know, to the contestants properly. He's been there from the beginning. So he knows the history of stuff. I mean, there's so much, uh, references to previous seasons and stuff that Tom can throw out there on a whim. And, they're not going to have that with Tyra. Like she's, I just, I feel like it's like the Tyra show. Plus how do you just go from, how do you go from having an Aaron Andrews up in the skybox and everywhere else to do the interviews with the dancers and stuff afterwards to having just one Tyra?
2: Yeah. I feel like, okay, this is again, trashy news websites to the rescue. But from what I hear is, you know, she's an executive producer on the show now. Yes. So, Part of this was her contract deal with them, right? Like she gets to host the show, but she Mm -hmm. sold them on it by saying, I know that I can bring in, I have celebrity friends, big name celebrity friends. And with me at the helm and as host, I can bring them to this show. Because, I I mean, Dancing with the Stars is kind of known as, it's not like an A-list actor show. It's not, I wouldn't say these actors that are coming to the show are has-beens. I wouldn't say that by any means. But some of them, you know, haven't been around for a while or you haven't heard from them. But you see them and you're like, oh. But it's also been a springboard for some of those people to relaunch their career. Of course. Um, So to me, like, so I think ABC is thinking when she says this, okay, great, like, who can we get? You know, she knows models. She knows actors. She has been around for a while. But what I've heard is that she has been unable to deliver. And they are very disappointed in her and are afraid for the season. Because Mm -hmm. the cast is the same old cast that they would have had prior to her being executive producer. And, like, I feel like she's, and they say that she is feeling like they're putting the pressure on her when it was actually her who said, I can do this. And they agreed, fired Tom Bergeron in favor of her. And now she's unable to deliver. And now they're back there going, Did we make the right choice? Whoops. Me yeah. personally, I give it one season with her. Agreed. Because that's how long she's lasted on things like America's Got Talent. Her own talk show was around for a couple of years. America's Next Top Model, that went on for years. But you started to see the complaint. I think it went downhill but every panel. year. What was she that? She had a panel. Yeah, them. she did have a panel. Yeah.
1: And that whole panel served sort of her same role. She was the lead one, but they all brought something different and were utilized in different ways. There's no way she could have done that show just by herself.
2: No. And she's a model. So yes, that show makes sense. You know, like you're taking models who have not made it to the big time and that's what they're trying to do. And you're having a competition to help get them there. I get that. That makes sense. That's a Tyra Banks expertise. You know, <laughs> that's, that's what you're there to do. That's why people liked the next top model because it was an actual supermodel who was, yeah, who was helming the show and helping these, these wannabe models up, get, get ahead. But this, I just feel like she thinks she's a better host than she is. Um,
1: she's, she's throwing her weight around as a producer is what she's doing.
2: Yeah.
1: And, and, and nobody's happy about it. I mean, there was like an uproar online, you know, from things like never hearing anything about Tom Bergeron ever in your whole life to being like some online activist for him, you know, that's what yeah. people were doing. And um, it's going to be interesting. I'm, You know, I always watch my girls like watching it with me and stuff. My mom watches it. So, you know, it's kind of it's a fun, lighthearted thing to watch. Um, So, I mean, I will totally watch it, but I also will watch it for the possibility of a train wreck. Just because.
2: Yeah, and I'll, I, I'm i going to you know, be honest. I'm not going in there with an open mind, which I know is is not something I should do. But I'm going to be making every little comparison to Tyra and Tom Berger. I'm like, mm, Absolutely. Tom I would, would have be- known this, or Tom never would have said that, or Tom would have comforted this person this way. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how Tom would do it. That's not how Tom, I feel like I should get a watch party started with Tom Berger. I'm like, what would you have said instead? <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: everybody turn your TV down and just let Tom
2: do it from like a live feed. Let's yep. watch the dance. I think that's a fantastic idea. And if he won't do that, let's get a Twitter string started. Like Tom Bergeron hosts dancing with the stars on Twitter. I'm yes. following you on there. You tell me what you thought of the dance and what you would ask the judges.
1: Yes. So my husband being a big sports fan, um, uh, you know, when we first got married, like something I had to kind of get used to is that he had his favorite radio announcer in North Carolina, um, that he would turn the volume down on the TV and then turn the radio up and he would listen to the announcer call the game while watching it. Yeah, And, you know, after a while I kind of preferred it as well, (laughs) just (laughs) because there wasn't that, um, the media, camera, how do you look on on camera and all that stuff, persona that went with it. Um so I'm totally down for Tom doing that for us. I mean I'll reach out and ask and see if he's willing.
2: Yeah, see if he'll do it. I yeah. know he probably yeah. is listening. So just keep that in mind, Tom. Um Tommy, this is what we want you to do.
1: Yeah. I mean just hit me up with like a text or something, Tom, if you're you're good with it and we'll go from there um But I yeah, mean, why can't Tyra yeah.
2: just be a dancer on there? If she wants to, get, oh. if she wants to executive produce and dance.
1: She's on that level. Like I feel like she's on the level of someone that they would have on the show.
2: Or just replace Aaron. I mean, I like Aaron Andrews, but she, you know, she's not my yeah. favorite. I could be. Yeah. I would be okay if Tyra replaced Aaron.
1: Hundred percent. I could lose Aaron all day long. She's like the third or fourth one or whatever that's been the co-host. So leave Tom. Switch her out, put Tyra up in the skybox, and everybody's happy.
2: I'm happy. I, I'm, I'm happy. It.
1: All right. So I know we've talked a lot of TV. Um, we have, um, again, we got to get back on our kind of girl talk schedule of things. But, you know, unfortunately, during pandemic times and stuff, just outside influences have not really played into that. So television has been a big key for us. Um And so coming up, we are going to address one of our favorites. If you've been listening to the show for any amount of time, you know that we wait all year for summertime, not because it's nice outside, not because of the activities, but because Big Brother comes on television. This podcast is sponsored by Jackson Creative, a custom communication agency located in downtown Hickory, North Carolina, specializing in online content creation. To learn more, visit TheJacksonCreative.com. Jackson Creative, we tell your story. And this year, even with a pandemic, Big Brother gods have made it happen. We are appreciative to them. I will watch Big Brother no matter what anybody else says about it. Um, and I'm very excited that this year is Big Brother All-Stars Season 22. So. For our Big Brother conversation, I'm going to bring in our male correspondent on the scene coming from Hickory, North Carolina, also serving as producer for this podcast, Andrew Moose. Moose, you there?
3: I'm here. Hey, What's hey. happening?
1: Welcome to Chick Chat.
3: Thank you. I, I appreciate the invitation and look forward to discussing Big Brother with you because Listen, guys. I just finished the episode like fifteen minutes before the podcast, and I'm all, I'm I'm still spent. I'm still, you're,
1: spent. you're anxious to chat. Well, we need a male perspective because we like to be even here on the show. We like to be equal. It is called chick chat, but when it comes to something like this, I think there's big topics to discuss, and we need a male perspective to chime in as well. So, thank you for being the male voice of chick chat.
3: Anything I can do?
1: Excellent. All right. Jeanette. Yeah. It's big brother, all stars. Let's start first. Oh, well, actually let's start first by warning anyone who's listening that we are giving spoilers here. We're going to talk everything about the cast who's been kicked off, what's been happening and what we think of everybody. And so if you don't want to hear it, then go ahead and chime out. We'll catch you next time. But and what's
3: wrong with you? Number one, like, why haven't you been watching this?
1: I know if you're not called up, that's your own fault. (laughs) 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 Moose is not a regular. Nobody has to listen (laughs) to everything he says, but we are, we are going to give spoilers. So go ahead and give you me that heads up. Um, Let's go through and let's, let's just, let's just get your opinion. I want both of your opinions on what you were hoping for from an all-star season. Please don't go into details about what is actually happening or who is actually on the show, but let's just, when you heard there was going to be an all-star season, what were your hopes and dreams? Jeanette,
2: go. Um, I was hoping, hoping it wouldn't be the same old big brother. I, I've been disappointed. Um, and I was also hoping that it would be a little more entertaining again, I've been disappointed. <laughs> in that. Um, well, no, let me take that back. It, it is somewhat entertaining, but I feel like the same narrative is playing out. So I was excited. Some of the, <laughs> I'm going to be honest, when they announced some of the all-stars, I had to Google and remember who they were um, and how they placed and why they would be an all-star. Um, so there's that. I feel like they kind of just threw, threw out a, who was willing to do it and,
1: and whoever Understood. raised their hands first. Yep. Well, we're <laughs> going like, to actually go through the cast in just a second, um, one by one to make sure everybody is up to date with who is on the show, who is considered an all-star moose. What were you hoping for with this season?
3: I was just like Jeanette. I had to go back and look at, you know, where all these folks played each season. And um, like honestly, I was pleasantly surprised when they announced the cast. Um, and you know, everything all my expectations have you know been met so far um, especially this past week um, it, it was it, it just kind of goes to show that what happened this week actually just solidified my argument for why somebody even was on the show to begin with and they really went into it on Wednesday but um, I digress um, the cast yeah, we'll great. Be I, we get
1: to it
3: yeah 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 for sure the, the cast is fantastic though
1: okay so for for just that broad understanding for everyone, you know, Big Brother itself is a quarantining show, right? Like <laughs> people are like, "How are they filming a live show right now, and how are they doing this?" Well, you know what, they're all quarantined in a house together anyway, every summer, this happens, so this year, the way that they went around um the pandemic is when the cast was selected, they were actually quarantined for a couple weeks by themselves individually, tested multiple times, and rumor has it there were some cast members that tested positive midway through the quarantining and therefore were not allowed to come on the show. Um, So they've brought in people that are negative, if you will. And so once they've been quarantined, then they come on the show, which is not having any live audience participation this season. So Julie Chen Moonves is up on the stage talking only to the cameras, has no audience reaction, and has moved the interview chairs 10 feet apart instead of the few inches that they usually are for whenever an evicted house guest comes out for their their exit interview, if you will. But all the um, participants enter the house wearing a mask, and then whenever they are voted out, they are to put their mask back on and come out and speak with Julie. Um, So that's that. It's all been cleared. Everybody's fine. They're taking the proper precautions, so they tell us. Now, let's get into who these all-stars are. I'm going to name them. If you have an opinion about them, go ahead and give it. Um, First one is Christmas Abbott. Christmas played, what, a couple seasons ago? And was famous for being the one who broke her foot uh, while horsing around um, during the game and ended up being in a cast and little wheelchair thing uh, for a majority of her season. Anybody got high hopes for her?
3: Odds on favorite for Christmas. Um, fellow North Carolinian, uh, she is she lives in Raleigh. Uh, our her hometown is Raleigh. And uh it, you know, when I when she broke her foot that the season that she was on, um, I think she was relying a lot on her physical ability as it was. And then when she broke her foot, she wasn't obviously able to do anything, but she still did really well. Um, now that she's got two wheels, <laughs> um, like I, I honestly thought I was like, as soon as I saw that cast, I know this is the first one, but I was like, Oh, she's gonna win. Like no matter, I that was my first reaction.
2: Jeanette, um, so I like Christmas, but if I feel like right now the season is being dominated by the men, and if it can, if that continues, I don't feel like she will make it long. I, I feel like we're on the path of the guys getting rid of all the girls and then having a guys' game.
1: So the rumor has it that on the live feeds, all Christmas talks about is when she broke her foot and when I had my surgery and how I did rehab and here's how it was when I broke my foot. And now I'm ready to play and now I'm doing this. So I'm going to need Christmas to step it up. I like Christmas. Um, I think she's got the ability. She has a kid now at home, which um, we'll see throughout this whole cast actually, makes a big difference, I feel like, on the vibe of the house. Okay, these are all-stars, and majority of them, or about half and half of them, have been some OG players and then some newbies. And a lot of these OG players, I mean, they, they got old. You know, they grew up hardcore, and now they've got families and kids and wives and been through divorces and second husbands or whatever. So that takes a whole different feel to the game which we can discuss in a minute, but I'm hoping for zero showmances.
2: Oh, I don't think, I don't think we have the opportunity for that. Maybe, but I doubt it. I see less of an opportunity for that, which I'm happy about. And that's, Um,
1: I'm, I'm super pumped about that.
2: Yeah. With, with Christmas, we got to remember, she did break her foot, but she also made it to the finale. She did. I mean, she was hampered, but not really. I mean, she was final too.
3: Um, How much do you think that was sympathy throughout the year? With her, with her having that broken foot, giving her so much leeway?
2: I think it was strategy. I think they thought she's not going to be able to compete for head of household. So as long as we keep her around, that's one less person we have to worry about. And because of that, I think they kept, I don't know if it was sympathy as much as strategy, because because of that, during the the vote for the winner, they could point to, we carried Christmas. She didn't really get to do much because of her foot why does she deserve to win? Because we basically carried her here. It's almost right. she, like that whole floater narrative. She uh-huh. was the ultimate floater who made it to the
3: end. Right. And she was not even able to compete in probably half the competitions. Right. Like any any competition that re- re- required any sort of physicality, she didn't participate in.
2: Right. And that's why I think it was more strategy than sympathy. I mean, I don't blame them. If you're looking at it going, if she wants to stay in the house and she's not going to be, because it's not like Big Brother can – on the flip of a dime, change the competitions that they've been preparing all year. They've already got the things and the rules laid out and know which week it's going to happen. So if you're thinking about it that way, okay, so we get down to the final five. I'm really only competing against three other people for head of household instead of four. So I think that's where that played in.
1: We'll move on to the next one, which I have a hard time calling All-Star, but his name is David. <laughs> David's a seventy <sympathy>
3: all star. <laughs> he doesn't he doesn't deserve to be there. I mean it, it's I, I
1: think David has played on the last he played on twenty one, so he was on last season, and he was actually kicked off the first night for an opening night twist that was thrown out. Um and so that's his only chance he's been in the big brother house. And they bring him back and call it an all star, and there's already been some drama um brought up by some of the house guests saying David gonna have to prove his worth if you want to play with the big boys you need to act like it
2: yeah i I think that was more of a big brother realized that maybe that whole twist thing didn't work out the way they thought it was going to and so because he really never got to compete in anything um he never got a chance to play to save himself so he was never actually voted out of the house it was kind of a the head of household gets to decide who gets to leave or i remember, I forget what it was, but I remember him saying he was never actually voted out of the house.
1: Yeah. It was a timed event. Yeah.
2: And he didn't, and he perform, didn't, and he didn't perform. So I yeah. think that came back to bite, to bite big brother. And I know that they did hear a lot of backlash about that because he ended up being out, but then the next two people who followed him out who were actually voted out were other minorities. So big brother was kind of put in the spot, like, what are you doing? Like <laughs> this doesn't well, make sense
1: to That in just yeah. a
2: minute. So I um, think David's a sympathy all-star. I don't think he's as much of an all-star as a, we're going to throw you a lifeline and, and let you actually play the game. Right.
1: So we'll move on. Now this person is already out of the house, but Nicole Anthony from season 21 was on the show. She was voted America's favorite house guest for last season. Um, she was out on the second week.
2: Yeah, I liked her. I I liked her in her season, too. She's quirky, you know,
1: but... She, she was intimidated
2: by the all-stars
1: on this show, yeah. I guarantee you, because she had a knack for in her season following her gut, and it usually led her the correct way. This time she got nervous. She got worked up being around these other people. She was incredibly embarrassed of her performance. She said she understood the game side of things and she was fine. If she got voted out, it was the simple fact that she was embarrassed. And I truly believe it was because she was embarrassed to be, you know, who she was around all
3: stars. That's
2: fair.
3: yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I see your point. Um, but as a, she's also a Big Brother podcast host, which is kind yes, of ironic. Uh, but, you know, that girl, I think her, she let her anxiety get the best of her this season. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, that was really unfortunate because I really liked Nicole. I thought she was, um, I, I thought she was an interesting character on the show. Uh, yeah. I think that she added a different dynamic uh, to Big Brother. You know, it wasn't so, you know, she's more of the, I hate to say it, beta female. Um, yep. But you know, you you get, she played that role great, and she was, you know, fun to, to fun to watch. Uh, yeah, I hate that I hate that they voted off early.
1: Yeah, she's quirky. She's cute. She's funny. You know, she her little accent and her just lifestyle is a little different than everybody, and right. so she was she brought something a little different to the table, which I appreciated. Um, but rest in peace, she's gone. Uh, moving on, next person is Danny. Right. Danny has been on Big Brother 8 and Big Brother 13. And she also married her fellow houseguest from season 13, Dominic. Danny has grown up. She's got children now. She um, said in her opening bit that she is, you know, worked out to get some uh, body mass toned down and everything else to get ready to come back in the house. And she's ready to play. And Go like Danny. For-
2: yeah, I like Danny. She's one of my favorites. I'm rooting for her. I've always felt like she was a good big brother player, um as, like her dad as well, Evil Dick. Who I don't think is quite so evil, <laughs> but um yeah, I'm a fan. I'm interested to see how far she can make it.
3: Muse. Yeah, she's she's boring to me, but you know, it's <laughs> it, I mean, it's just my opinion though. Um you know, but why she is that way, though, is because of the point that Mary Margaret brought up earlier in the podcast is that, you know, they people have grown up, you know, yeah. it's not the, they're different characters than they played in their previous season. So it's you like to see how people have matured and, you know, basically it's grown up as human beings. But, um, yeah, Danny's fine. I mean, I just don't, I don't know. It is what it is with her. I think
1: I'm not a fan. I don't like her. Never liked her. I think <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not here for Danny. Don't plan to be.
2: I did feel like in her first season, season she was a little bit spoiled, but I don't know. There's just something. Of, I think it's about her now. I, I like Danny more now than I did before, but I didn't dislike her before. It was.
3: It was Jeanette. Different. Refresh my memory. What's the relationship between her and Evil Dick? Like I know they're I know it's uh, was it tumultuous? I, I yeah. So was.
2: when they both, it was one of those surprise big brother twists where they both ended up at the house on the same season, but I think it was something like uh, he hadn't spoken to him in what, like four years or something like that. Yeah.
0: Dang. That's ruthless.
2: Yeah. She wasn't thrilled with him being on the show. Yeah. I remember that now. She came off as a, spoiled, but they ended up kind of reconnecting in the house and working together.
3: So, because
1: he got sick, too. He yeah, to he ended up
2: getting sick. Yeah, 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 that's
3: right. Uh, it's all coming back to me now. I got it.
1: Yeah. Um, Moving on to Cody. All right. Cody is from season 16, where he was the runner up behind everybody's love interest, Derek Lasiver, or whatever what? you say his
2: last name.
3: Arguably the best Big Brother player
2: ever. Yes, I I agree. He is my all time favorite Big Brother. Except for you know, I love I, I love. Um, well, not Boogie, but the other one, um, <laughs> Mike. Mike, not Mike Boogie. Um, Doctor Will. Doctor Will. He's he's yeah. he's right up. He's right up there with Doctor Will. Um, no, Derek's
1: Derek my Derek's my Big Brother crush. Yes, I mean, he 100%. is.
2: He is a phenomenal player. I loved watching him play. Um, I would have loved to see him on this season, but I think he would be handicapped this season because he is such a good player. He doesn't have the advantage going in that he had uh, when he played originally of nobody knowing Derek, who he is. Eric will never come back on.
3: Do you think he I got mean, Corona and didn't get it, be able to come on?
2: I mean, no, he, he would he, be voted out first <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sure. if he was, yeah, because he was that, he was that good. He hid the fact that he was a detective, um, mm-hmm the whole show until the i mean that's one of the best big brother secrets like usually people let one or two people know he didn't spill it to anybody until yeah. the the finale night after he had won or i don't even know he might have done it before but but his strategy was just so good well, guys guess
3: he he did that for a living. Right. Yeah, that's you know, what I'm hey, saying. Yeah, you know, he's like an undercover cop for a living. Right. You know, had like people that. So known
2: that, he would that's have a been boxed
3: in a hen house situation.
2: Right. He he would have been voted out had he let that secret drop. But I would have liked to see him. I am not as I am not a Cody fan. Um, well,
1: he's the poor man's Derek, right? Cody. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: is. He was the second runner up to Derek, whom he was in an alliance with. And what were they called?
2: The um, um was it the H- 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 horsemen? No, that wasn't uh, them. I don't remember. Whatever. I thought it was, it was the four horsemen, but I might be wrong.
1: Well, those two made a pack. They carried it through. They rode it all the way to the end, and Cody came out on the losing end of it, which he should have. So. Um Cody's back and he's playing that role. Everybody kind of knew him as the uh second to Derek, and um he's been you know kind of a strong force in this house thus far for season 22. Moose what's your thoughts on him?
3: Uh well Google says that Cody and Derek's duo name was the Hitman.
2: Oh, the Hitman. <laughs>
3: that makes right. more sense than the horseman <laughs> It's close. Nah, you have to afford sure. to have the Horsemen, I think, right?
2: Oh, uh, was there actually a horseman? I could have thought? maybe good. I didn't make it up.
3: I don't know. No, I don't know. The four horsemen of the apocalypse is what I was talking about.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's definitely good. not what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Moose, what do you think of
3: him? Well, um, Cody, soccer coach, um, you know, he's he, he's he's a bro. You know, I mean, I, I think yeah. he's I think he's got I, I think the guy's got a good heart. I mean, just look, he took Derek to the end when he was a, arguably the worst big brother move in history. Yeah. Taking Derek to the end in his season. Um, You know, I, I you're there to win. You're not there to make a best friend. Like, I hate to say it like that, but, yeah. um, you know, it was it was sweet, I guess. We lost yeah. a bunch of money over it. Well, um,
1: I like. Cody in the sense of I like Cody better this season in the sense that he's he seems a little more grown up to me um but I'm not I'm not a Cody fan if that makes sense um I'm not rooting for Cody I think he's I think you know he fits the profile that people would place him in I think he fits it to a T. he's
3: a typical Um, Cody
1: he is (laughs) and I just don't I don't I'm not cheering for him, and pulling for him, but I like him and his personality better this season than in his original season.
2: Yeah, I would agree with that. I thought that the first night when I was like, oh, he's calmed down a little. But part of me still wonders if that's an act or if he really has calmed down.
3: No, I think it's a maturity factor. I think he's gotten older. I think he was a... You know, how long ago okay. It was in, uh, that was, he was in 2014. So that was six years ago. So that's you
2: true. Know, yeah.
3: He was probably 20 couple and now he's, you know, probably pushing 30. So yeah, you know, I just, think he's, he's probably growing up, you know, there's just he something I don't trust younger. about him.
2: I don't know what, I can't put my finger on it, but there's just something I don't quite trust about him in this season. Not personally, but in this season. Is yeah. it because
3: he always side eye looks at people whenever he talks to them? <laughs>
2: that could be it. <laughs> I get that.
1: I could see that. That's, that's understandable um now moving on to kevin this is kevin campbell who played in big brother 11 he finished third in his season he's 40 years old now and kevin's had a rough go this season in my opinion i think he's not handling it as well as he wanted to
3: <laughs> yeah i think yeah. the confines of the house is really getting to that guy
1: yeah um you know i'm neither here nor there i didn't I did not remember Kevin that much um, until I kind of looked him up. Um, He's, you know, I just, I think he's a little all over the place. And unfortunately he is not really connected with anybody in the house thus far. And I don't think, or I, I know that that's not going to help him in last night's episode. Danny makes a comment whenever um, someone says they have Kevin's vote and she says, Kevin's vote is going to get you nowhere.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I'm with you, Mary Margaret. I, I remember Kevin's like when I saw him, I re- I remembered him being on Big Brother, yeah. but I had to go back and be like, oh, I don't remember his gameplay or his season at all. Let me let me try to figure out why I know this guy, right? Yeah. Um, and I remember liking him, but I think I liked him just because of the entertainment factor he brought. Like he was kind of one of the, an entertaining person. I don't feel like he's that much of an entertainer this year as he wasn't previously. Again, I understand people mature and it's a second time around. It's a little bit different. You play a little bit differently, Yeah, but I'm the same with you. Like he's one of those that I'm like, Oh, I wish he would do better. I just don't have high hopes for him. I don't feel like he's playing a better game this time than he did previously, which I would hope is what all these being all stars would have, would be doing is not playing the same game but trying to reevaluate and do something different to get to the end because it's going to be harder. Right, right.
1: Um, So, yeah, Kevin's going to be up in the air. I mean, who knows what's going to happen? I mean, people might be keeping him around because of a social game. I don't know. Um, But we'll see. He really has not made that big of an impact at all, in my mind, on anything. But moving forward to big impact, um, Tyler is the next one. Tyler's now 25. And um, he was on season 20. He was the runner-up and he was America's favorite house guest. Uh, he met Angela on that season. They now live together, our boyfriend and girlfriend, have a company together. And uh, they live in Hilton Head, South Carolina. Jeanette, take away
2: Tyler. <laughs> I, I I like Tyler. Um, I'm okay with Tyler. He's, he's kind of, a, you know, he's just... I, nothing, you know, strikes me as, oh, I'm a huge Tyler fan. I'm rooting for Tyler, but he's a good guy. I'm you know, I'm okay with him being there. Um, I I don't know that I agree with his picks last week, but, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm I, yeah, he's just Tyler to me. I liked him on his yeah. season too, but I wasn't like, you know, over the, over overly excited about it.
1: Yes. Moose switch your thoughts on Tyler. I know you have some.
3: Well, yeah. I mean, he's... Uh... He's a, he's so good in competitions. You know, I, I think that that part of his game is, you know, the most important, the most important part of his game is, is he has to be either, you know, in, in the head of household or, uh, you know, winning veto competitions right there. And, um, a lot of Tyler's gameplay comes from the other contestants knowing that, so knowing that he can win any competition he sets into people have to treat him differently. Um, now, like on, on a personal, like gameplay level, I mean, social gameplay level, you know, I don't trust that guy. Like, I, I He just kind of, um, uh, it, it looks like he's always, ha- I mean, granted it is big brother, so you can't like get, say, you know, this guy's a so-and-so kind of person, but like, you can just tell, like he's scheming the entire time he's listening to the other people talk.
2: Yeah. He's almost too good to be true. Is almost what it
3: right, is. Right. Yeah. It's like, what's this guy hiding?
1: Well, my thoughts on Tyler, I, I don't have a problem with Tyler. I, I like him and how he plays just fine, I guess. But I I feel like, you know, Tyler said it several times. He says, you know, his whole thing on his previous season was he made alliances with everybody. And he didn't want to do that. But yet, First week he's in the house, like second night, he's making alliances with everybody.
3: The same thing.
1: And, you know, the problem is, is that, and we saw it last night, Tyler is going to get figured out quicker than last time he was on. Because I think Tyler jumped into some groups with people that fit the mold, like Cody, like Enzo, like that group, you know, and... And, and I think he just, he wanted to be a part of that. I feel like Tyler's still kind of young in that mindset. And, um and I think it's going to bite him in the ass.
3: Yeah. That's my no, I agree. I agree. He's, he definitely has um that social butterfly thing down. You know, he just, I mean, and, and it might be just, and, and hopefully I've got him pegged wrong, but like that might just how he is, you know, me and Margaret, you give me a hard time. I, you tell me, tell me that I've got a hundred best friends. Well, I think Tyler's kind of the same way. I agree. You know, he just tries to be everything to everybody and yep. it's going to kill him this week. And like, as we saw Wednesday, it will like him not being able to play at a household this week. He might go home.
1: Yep. Yeah, it's going to be tough for him to continue on this game. Um, just because it's all stars, honestly. Um, so moving on, we're going to go to Bailey. Bailey is, uh, from season 20. She was pretty famous for known to have a showmance with Swaggy and he proposed, uh, on finale night. She said yes. And they're married now. Um, if you if you want some good entertainment go follow swaggy on twitter and watch him kind of narrate things on the show as it happens. Um but Bailey uh is is modeling she's 27 she's taking a little different approach to this game uh from when her season is so Moose what's your thoughts on Bailey?
3: I like Bailey. Um I think she is um she plays the game pretty straightforward I think um you know, she's got uh, she's aligned herself with uh, a few people that um, I think she can you know, go pretty far with. But you know, the same thing is, you know, she can blow up too. Just you know, I, I, just like in our other seasons. Um, but you know, I'll give her points because I really like Swaggy. <laughs> so right. I thought that, I thought that dude was really cool. And um, anyway, Swaggy. Jeanette,
2: what about you? Yeah, I'm, I'm with Moose. I like Bailey, but she was another one that I was kind of scratching my head trying to figure out why she was an all-star. Um, but then, you know, I went back and read it. And I'm like, okay, well, I, I kind of get it. Um, well,
1: Bailey's also been on the challenge since. Yeah, no, this true.
2: She was on that, wasn't she?
1: Um, and she, she kind of, you know, tried to make her name for herself on that, but.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm with Moose. I mean, she's. She's not my number one player and she's, and she's one that I, I don't know how far they will get, but I mean, yeah, I, I like Bailey. I don't, yeah. and I, I, I actually like her more this year, not with being in the showman's with Swaggy C and the annoying, Agreed. the whole annoying factor that that brought to the table. Um, I feel like, she, like we've been talking about with a lot of these, if, I feel like she's settled. She's a much Absolutely. different person and player now. So I actually enjoy watching her this season more than I did on her actual season, which is probably why I was questioning while she's an all-star, just because she annoyed me in her season with that whole showmance. But um but I, think yeah, bounced,
3: I think she got bounced. I think she got bounced early during her season because of that showmance yeah. too.
2: Yeah, it was it was it was a little much.
1: <laughs> it was her downfall previously, but I think um I I love her better than or I like her a lot better than having Uh, The showman's going on. So maybe she'll focus on her game and we'll actually get to see the real side of Bailey. I'm here for Bailey. I'm good with it. She's like you said, she's not like my number one, but I'm, I'm happy. She's,
2: she's holding her own right now. Yeah. She brings something to the, she brings something to the show. I mean, I'm not going to say she's just sitting in the background and you're kind of going, where's Bailey? No, she's, she's definitely an asset to the show.
1: All right. Speaking of, is someone an actual asset to the show? Let's
2: go with Nicole Franzel. I I just need Nicole to retire from Big Brother and find something else to do. Well,
1: Nicole was on season 16 and then came back again on season 18 and won that season in 18. She was, um, there's a note here that says, when she won season 18, she was the first female to beat a male. In the final two, she has since gotten engaged to Victor, who was on one season with her, um, although she was dating another guy from her season during the season. Nonetheless, Um, Nicole is back. She's become now a social media influencer. I think she used to be a nurse maybe, but um, I I don't want to talk about Nicole. Moose, you do it.
3: Listen, that Fruit Loop Dingus needs to retire.
1: Yeah, I'm she,
3: for real. She is, I mean, talk about somebody who's always scheming. Like I just on day gets one. On my last. She gets on my last one, y'all.
2: They hadn't been in the hour, would seem like on TV an hour, and <laughs> she was already like cozying up to people going, Hey, but she's first sneaky, to
3: go. she's not sneaky good in competitions. She's real good in competitions, and like her social game's always there. She always manages to find herself in the alliance, which means we have to see more of her and listen to her more even worse. You know, that girl, that girl's voice is just unbelievable.
2: Yeah. It's kind of the worst. Yeah. Um, I feel like she plays the cute factor up too much. Like, oh,
1: look she at She can't movie. be that cute with
3: that nasally voice.
2: <laughs>
1: well, but here's the thing. She's, I don't understand why you would agree to come back on this show right now. When, first of all, you've already won the show. I think that puts an immediate target on your back. And I think you've you've kind of you've played all your cards already, you know? Um, there's been enough talk about you as to how you play and how you are in the game. These people that you're coming in with, some of these OGs that we're about to get to on the on the cast list, they can see right through you. And we've seen how Nicole reacts to it. She acts like a child. Yeah, she cries. Um <laughs> Yeah. She acts like a child in response to the way the grownups play. That's my thoughts.
2: Yeah. I mean, there's, uh, wasn't there, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't there some conversation and I don't know if this was on or off the show. I want to say maybe her first and maybe even her second season where people were complaining that she was cozying up to the guys to get ahead. Yeah. Okay, yeah. That's what I thought. Yep, she was throwing it fun.
3: everywhere. I mean, uh, seriously, like she was, I mean, how many different people did she hook up with? She's had couple?
2: at least one or two showmances every year.
3: Right. Yeah. So, okay, let's just, let's call a spade a spade. Like, do you think that she's using that to, to garner allies and get people closer? And, you know, cause Absolutely. you would think, I mean, but also on the transverse of that, we see showmances get targeted all the time. It just never seems to be her
2: yeah and i think this season for the reasons mary margaret mentioned and for the fact that she can't do that this season a she has a fiance um well i guess they're You mean she could do what she wants but b most people are coming to here already in established relationships so it's not going to work with them um so she's her game is at a disadvantage because that's what i mean by playing at the cute factor it's almost like she snuggles up to the guys with that voice annoying or not with the oh i'm so shucksy country cute Um, although how you want me to plus, Hey, I'm also good in competitions so I can win vetoes and I can win head of households and put people that we don't want to, you know what I mean? I feel like that game plays out the window for her and she's won by doing that. So, yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm actually, she's done an okay job so far aligning herself with people, but I think her time might be running out. I was actually shocked that she wasn't one of the first people mentioned, as wanting to be put on the block by the head of households because that would have been one of my first picks.
3: Right, Agreed. but I I would not put her put it past her for her to win the Home Wrecker Award and do something like that this season.
2: <laughs> oh god, I hope not. I don't need to see yeah. that.
3: No, um, nobody does, but I mean, maybe, do we?
2: I mean <laughs> <laughs> it's,
1: terrible, it's terrible.
2: is it? Enzo divorced? Who knows? We can see
1: something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> meow meow. <laughs> Um, (laughs) all right next up is memphis memphis is the runner-up from season 10 and he is the poor man's dan Giesling, if we're gonna go on that route they were the duo the renegades kind of have gone down in history about stuff um and their tactics uh but he did come runner-up to dan and uh from what i understand they're still good buddies and uh you know, Memphis got old Memphis grew up and is a restaurateur now has children. He's divorced, but, uh,
2: what do you think about Memphis? I'm
3: okay. With looks Memphis. Like he should. Be. All right, go ahead, Janelle.
2: No, I was going to say I'm okay. I don't, uh, he's another one that I'm just kind of on the fence with. I, I honestly, I remember Dan, obviously. Um, he, I also had to Google and I don't know if he just looks a little bit different than I remember him. But I had to Google him as well, and then watch his intro on Big Brother, and I was like, "Oh yeah, Memphis." I remember the name, um, but I wasn't putting his face with it. So he's another one that I think it could be interesting. What i have I, I kind of would like him to see him switch strategies a little bit. He's one of those OGs that I like to see align with some of the older players instead of sticking with like an all. I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm okay with Memphis. I I don't know how far he'll make it. I think he has potential to make it far. Um, but yeah, with, I don't have too many opinions on him.
3: Yeah, when I think he, he, he kind of looks like he should be on Southern Charmed or oh, something like that. That's a
2: good one, yeah.
3: You, you know, like he's just kind of like that. I don't think there's not, there's not a lot to him. Um, yeah. And, and maybe that's just, he's uh, the way that they cut the show up. But, uh, you know, I just don't see a, I don't see, I'm not drawn to him. Let's just put it that way.
1: Okay. Well, I like Memphis. I liked Memphis back in the day. Um, I thought Memphis was a little more of the brawn behind Dan's mind. Um, I think this time, Memphis might actually get a chance. Whether or not he does well at it, I don't know. He's, you know, like I said, he's grown up, he's older, he's who knows what he can do. But I think he actually can shine a little bit when Dan's not there right? Uh, Just like the Cody to Derek thing. Um, I'm not surprised that Memphis goes and latches on to the Cody's and Tyler's and whatever group. Mm -hmm. I'm not, I wasn't super happy about that, but I also think that might play to his advantage as we saw it did when it came down to his alliance that he's with. And he had Janelle in his back pocket, getting some information and stuff. And he took it right back to his youngster buddies. And you know, the thing that I've noticed that Memphis does in this season thus far is when he's talking to people, he plays kind of a, a very nonchalant about it. You know, like Memphis, what are you going to do as head of household? I don't know. Hey, Memphis, what? how do you think you're voting? I don't know. You know, and he's very, he's very casual about that, which is going to hurt him later. We all know that's how that works. But um, yeah, I don't think he's going to win it, but I do like Memphis. Always have. Always will. Yeah. Moving on. Um, let's see who's next. Uh, the Meow Meow.
2: <laughs>
1: Enzo. Enzo's 42 now. He came from Big Brother 12, which I forgot it was that long ago that he was on 12. Um, he was in the Alliance, the Brigade. Um, which I really remember a lot about. Like I remember the brigade being very powerful, but um, I don't know, Moose. What do you think about Enzo?
3: Like I feel like if I say anything bad about him, I'm going to get killed. So I'm just going to pass. <laughs>
1: not by me. <laughs> You mean by the no, mob? No, I'm
3: serious. Like I think he's like, that dude's connected or something. Like Oh, he is, oh, like,
2: oh. Gotcha.
3: <laughs> like they're going to come after me if I say anything bad about him on the podcast. Oh, my gosh.
2: Well,
3: I, I don't have, know. Like, he, I'm he not just,
2: sure. He's not no. my favorite. <laughs> I, I, I don't like Enzo. I'm ready for him to be voted off. I I w- didn't like him on his original season. I don't like him on this season.
1: I think Enzo wants to be 17 his whole life. That, and that's a
2: good description of him, yes.
1: That's why he acts like that, talks like that, and is drawn to the young guys because he's trying to still fit in with that group. Um, One of the funniest moments I've seen on Big Brother in a while, when it came to, which I don't always appreciate the whole uh, costumes and stuff, but um, when Christmas got her punishment of having these fake babies to carry around, and... She kind of called out Enzo for, you know, needing to get fixed and all this stuff. Like, I I feel like Enzo tries to trample on people a little bit and be a smart aleck and he's trying to play so cool. But, you know, it, he's like I said, he's like a 17 year old. He's going to get called out and he kind of goes and cries about it to whoever's in the HOH room.
3: Mary Barker, how old do you think Enzo is in real life? 42. Yeah, OK. So... Enzo is the typical forty-two-year-old guy that thinks he's like still in like the college age or whatever. I picture him spending his spare time basically like walking the boardwalk up in Jersey, hollering at twenty-year-old girls. That's that's yeah, what I think more, he does it for fun.
1: I think he like still goes out with boys he knows that are younger, and he plays the like I'm single card when really oh. he's divorced with two kids. Yeah, one hundred percent.
3: One hundred percent.
1: Not a fan, don't like Enzo, don't care, whatever. Ah, here we go. Um, Moving next is Janelle. Janelle is known very well in the Big Brother world, previous seasons of 6, 7, and 14. She was America's favorite house guest in season 7. Um, she's a real estate agent now. She's pretty fancy. She's got kids, a husband, and she's 40 years old now. So, uh, life is a lot different than when Janelle was used to Big Brother. All right, Moose, take it away first.
3: Okay. Uh, Janelle is one of the best Big Brother players in the history of the game. Uh, she is known to win a bunch of competitions. Her social games always... Robust, if you will, um, you know. Unfortunately, uh, spoiler alert: she got bounced last night or Wednesday night. Um, but you know, it's you know, I, I think the house made a good move there by kicking her out of the house because I mean, she has the history of being on the block and then coming back and winning competitions and winning, and you know, winning Big Brother. Um, but
1: she's never she never won Big Brother. Oh, that's, has she not won? Big no, Brother? she's never Vera. won. No, she's oh, never then, won. She's good oh, at competition. Why, why
3: did I think she okay? She's, I, think she's, she's
2: won? I think she leads in number of competitions won or vetoes won or something like that.
3: Oh, vetoes right.
2: one, I think.
3: Okay. Richard, well nonetheless she, is- nonetheless, she hasn't never won the big one per se. But like they did knock out a very big competitor uh, on Wednesday night. So but and did they- I I I would not be a straight American male if I didn't say something about that dress she had on. Like, <laughs> good gracious. Unreal. She was proud of it too. Yeah, she was.
2: I say go Janelle. Look, I I will be, I'm one of those people who has not always been a fan of Janelle. Um, I liked her, but, you know, in her younger days, I, you know, it was, I didn't maybe appreciate her as much as I, as I would have now, but I do like her. I liked her this season as an all-star. She was one that I was rooting for, especially when I saw that Kaiser was also an all-star. I had big hopes for the two of them. I will say that going along with the with the maturity factor, there was just something to me personally when I was watching Janelle this season that just did not feel like her heart was in it as I had as had been previously. Like it just wasn't well, 100% I mean, there.
1: Yeah. I think she's, like you said, maturity plays into it. I think she's grown up some and realized that some of this stuff is stupid.
2: Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like,
1: I mean, some of these kids, like she's gone to, she said numerous times in her diary room speeches and stuff. She's like, um, I've laid this out and this is the way to play. You know, I've laid this term out or I've laid this offer out and these kids aren't biting, you know? And while some people may think like, oh, well, because they're really smart. I don't think so. I think they've realized, Tyler realized it at one point in his diary room where he was like, um... I think I might've made a mistake because she's the biggest target in the house. And now I'm going to be the biggest target. Right.
2: It's not always good to get the big targets out. It's good to keep them around. We know
1: for seasons and seasons and seasons, we know that getting the big target out just, just clears the way to the next person, you know? And if you can quietly team up with the biggest target, you you've got the best chance of all.
2: You know who I always thought did a good job of that, and I know we're, we still have more to, but just real quickly, who I was hoping to see and who I've always been hoping to see return to the game. I think her name is Brittany. She was part of Britain that. Hay. Was she the one who was with the All Guys Alliance? Yeah, and kind of cozy Britney up Hay. to that one guy. Yeah, I really, really liked her in the way she played the game, and I felt for her. Like I wanted to cry with her when they kind of stabbed her in the back at the end. And you can tell the one guy just felt horrible about it, but he had promised the guys. But I really, I was really hoping to have her and Janelle in there at the same time.
1: Well, I knew that they would both not be in there. They are like best friends in real life. Oh, are they? Okay. Yep. Yep. So um, I
3: look, sorry, I didn't interrupt your memory. I just yep. did a quick uh, Big Brother Wiki search, and Janelle and the three appearances that she's made has won 13 competitions and been on the block 12 or something yep. crazy like that. They're
1: always trying to get <laughs> her out. All- Yeah, and you know, I mean, I don't know. I I understand the the goal of getting her out, but I do think uh, week three was too early. Yeah, for their games, you know, whomever else it may be, for whoever else, Um, and I think they just realized it a little too late, right?
3: It was an established dominant situation.
1: Yeah. So if we're going to talk about Janelle, of course, next we have to talk about Kaser. Kaser came from big brother six and seven where he played with Janelle side by side. Yeah, um, They were immediate buddies in the house. Just something clicked. No showmance, which was why I think people always liked them together. It wasn't a showmance. They were just friends. They were buddies. Yeah. Yep. And they had each other's back on stuff. Um, he... Fun fact, he's the first house guest ever to be voted back into the game by the viewers. Yeah. Um, So He, you know, he's always kind of been just a fan favorite, it sounds like to people. Um, You know, he's, he's 39 years old. He's an executive in a professional world. He's got kids, a wife. He's very chill in the house, if you I mean my opinion. He just plays it kind of cool. He's kind of quiet, but I love his diary room stuff. And when you piss off Kaser, I don't think you want to be on that end of it.
2: Yeah, and I think I called him Kaiser before. I don't know why I always call him that, but yes, Kaser, Kaser coming into this game, he was he was and continues to be the player that I'm rooting for the most, but that I'm worried the most about um yeah so my that's heart a good way to it. different places I'm like oh my god they're gonna vote out Kaser um yeah yeah and I agree you, you know and correct me if I'm wrong but I think that whole the first time he was on maybe season six it was almost uh-huh. it was there was some controversy it wasn't a controversial pick but it was there was some controversy because he had to pray at certain times during the day Yes, and there was a feeling and I also think they had I don't know if they had like this was close to, I think, around 9-11. And yeah. I think there was someone in there from the fire department, New York fire department. I don't remember the, all the details. But there was, I remember him feeling like maybe he had a target on his back, not because of who he was as a person, but because of his religion. And that that hampered his game because he always felt like he was being judged. Um, yeah, yeah. That I was a- for him that first time, and I was rooting for him that second time. And I'm continuing to root for him. He has always been one of those just you can tell a genuinely kind person who is playing a game and will have to do some things in order to get ahead in that game. But he has always come across to me as someone who can be trusted in a game of lies, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah. Well, he's to the point where he has said he doesn't trust anybody in the house, you know. Right. No, being, I don't
2: think he trusts anybody, but me personally, I feel like he's someone who Oh yeah keeps his no, word her, when he uh, gives it to you. So he,
1: well, he's already been targeted so much because he's been with Janelle. Yeah. Um, you know, like I said, they, they it's not like they hang out outside the house. It's been years since they'd seen each other. But Big Brother, something about being in the house, they naturally are are drawn as friends to each other. Um you know, he made the comment he's never been in the Big Brother house without Janelle oh, because he's always gone out before her. So this is going to be new territory for Kaser, um moving forward after her departure last night. So I'm interested to see where that goes and how he plans to get in with anybody else to keep these votes. Um, I do think he has potential for it because I think there I think he can perform in comps. And I think. I think there was enough people in the house that genuinely respected Janelle and would have liked for her to stay that now other things are coming up in the house, such as the Tyler, Devon, you know, uh, Slick Six, all this different stuff that I kind of feel like Kaser might have a chance to just kind of slide under the radar with some of this stuff and, and ride it out just a little bit longer. I love Kaser. I'm happy he's there. I'm. Like Jeanette, I'm not super hopeful that he's going to last very long, but I would love him to.
2: Yeah, and I I was so – I think he put a target on his back, but I was so happy with his gameplay that first night with yeah. the with how long he waited and didn't give any hints that he might play with that. I know what the room is called, the re- redemption room, whatever it's called, where they play to stay safe. The yes. fact that he went in there with 30 seconds from downstairs to upstairs past Janelle's so that she knew what to do. And the two of them went in there and got their keys slid in b- before the red light went off, gave no one else time to react. Yeah. So no matter what happened, you knew, and it, it threw a wrench in Cody's plans that week. You knew the two of them were going to be safe that week. And they didn't, because yep. had they played it earlier, which I think some people would have done, um, or even played it 30 seconds sooner, it gave other people the opportunity to be like, oh, if they're playing, I'm going to play too. Correct. That's the safety suite. The safety suite. Yeah. He was, that was brilliant on his, but I think it allowed people to see how smart he was, how yeah. calculated he was and. And that it was him and Janelle. And that it was him and Janelle.
1: Yes. Yeah. Moose, what's your thoughts on Kaser?
3: I, I think you guys have already hit the nail on the head about the guy's character. I think he's just, and Janelle, that, the the line that you had about, you know, the the only person you could trust in Household of Lies. I mean, I think that's, pretty profound. Cause you know, when you listen to the guy talk in the diary room, like you could see like the good pouring out of him and that's, uh, and he's kind of, uh, I don't know if he's going to be like a, a, tortured soul going forward with this, but just as far as his life in the game, you know, I, I think Janelle leaving is going to really help him. Um, I, I think he's going to be able to, to maybe align himself, with some of the other players outside of that core six and, and do something going forward. But I, I, I personally really do like the guy. and. Uh, and I hope he lasts long in the game.
1: Yeah. All right. Moving on to some controversy that's hot topic right now is Devon. Uh Devon came from season 17 and 18. She was the house guest who figured out the twist in season 17, which was that they had twins swapping out back and forth. If you remember that. Uh, she's 32 now. She's, you know, had kind of a reputation in the past. Mama D she's, Um Yeah, she's she's just never really uh seen the full potential, I think, on Big Brother, but I'm anxious to hear what you have
2: to say, Jeanette. Um I I I never really liked Dave On in the other seasons she's played. I just felt like she was I don't I felt like she was just um very um and a very emotional player. Maybe that's not the right word. She dramatic yes that's the word I'm looking for she was very mm-hmm. dramatic in her gameplay yeah. and it was all it just got exhausting sometimes like yeah I wanted to root for her so bad but then she would just do or say something where I'm like why are we picking this fight um just sit back I think her game would have gotten farther both times had she just relaxed just enjoyed the game and let others around her play it because no one was to her until- did you
1: not learn Did you not learn from David? You don't tell Davon to relax oh. <laughs>
2: Well, well I'm saying she internally should have said, I need to just relax because they're fighting amongst each other. There's no I'm talking about previous seasons. There's no reason for me to involve myself in this fight and put a target on my back because right now there isn't one. but I felt like she always wanted to be a center of the attention or the argument or whatever was going on in the house to kind of be seen as strong that it backfired on her because everybody ended up turning on her. Um, yeah. And I feel like she hasn't learned. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I wanted, I, the first night I had high hopes for her, but I just think that she just can't help herself. She is who she yeah.
1: is. Yeah. Moose, what do you think of Dave on?
3: Well, a, a couple quick things. Um, we all, we all saw the reaction when, When someone tells Davon to to calm down, I mean that that was and and here's the thing: of all the time she's been on Big Brother, and I think this every time I see her, I think the friendly confines of the Big Brother house really get to her, and just having you know, I think she's in her head a lot, um, and which causes those you know emotional outburst and I think she'd get a lot further if, unfortunately, she did calm down. But I know better than to tell somebody that when they're in, enthralled in a, in a in a confrontation like David did with them, with her. Um, yeah, but I mean, that's just two rookie mistakes right in a row from that guy, in, in my opinion. Um, you know, telling 100%. a telling her to calm down, and then spewing the beans to Tyler. I mean, that was just yeah. like strike one and two.
1: I a hundred percent agree. I, I, I'm not a huge fan of her. I really think that she's going to stick her foot in her mouth multiple times. And, uh, if she doesn't kind of lay off, if that's the word, if she doesn't kind of lay off some of the the drama on things, um, they're just going to want her out of the house, even if it's not for her game. Right. Um, Moving on to Keisha. Anybody want to talk about Keisha? Keisha. She went home first week. She She was big Brother number 10 uh, season. She was America's favorite house guest at that time, Um, which is surprising to me because nobody got to know her this season. So, um, unfortunately, I think Keisha did not make any connections in the beginning and is going to, uh, ultimately, that led to, she just she just didn't play any game soon enough and quick enough.
2: Yeah, she was another one that I did not remember. And even going back to Google, I still had to wrap my mind like I don't remember her. And
0: yeah, don't know why yeah. she was
2: America's favorite. So I I really don't have an opinion on Keisha because I, for the life of me, just cannot put together her game in any other season.
1: Well, and it doesn't matter. She's gone. <laughs> right? do, you, do you have anything to say about her? <laughs>
3: What's funny is I forgot that she was on this season. Yeah. <laughs> You're like <laughs> Keisha, I was like Keisha. I was like I don't remember. Yeah. Okay, yeah.
1: That says it all right there. Um let's just go on to our final player. It's Ian. Everybody remembers Ian. He was actually the winner of season 14. Um you know, played a very technical, analytic game. Uh, was kind of famous for getting Mike Boogie out uh, in kind of a backward twist of a way and uh, who happened to be his big brother idol but he got him out and so um, you know Ian claims this season he's going to play dumb and everybody knows you (laughs) and, and unfortunately I hate to tell Ian but Everybody watched you win. This was on so, TV, Ian. It wasn't
2: like some yeah. social experience experiment, like in a bubble. Everybody watched.
1: Moose, I know you have strong feelings about Ian. What do you got?
3: I freaking love Ian. Yeah. I, uh, he, he's one of my favorite players of all time. Um, he is just the the guy you want to root for. You know, he's got all these. You know, he's on the spectrum. He's uh, just uh, an all shucks t- type of dude. Who actually, I think he does like have a like a real serious girlfriend on the outside, right? I think they, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, you know, I, I think that a lot of that awkwardness that you saw the first time he was there was because of that, you know, not ever having a girlfriend social awkwardness. I would right. say, you know, and being around a bunch of like beautiful women. I mean, I, I can only imagine what that would do to somebody like that. Um, and, you know, the way that he played the game the first time that when he won, I thought it was just, just brilliant as game, you know, in, you know, he's one of those sneaky, good competition beast people, you know, like he's, he does win the ones he needs to, and he's shown where he can put his mind to something. Obviously uh, he wins competitions and you just can't put a price on that.
2: Yeah. Jeanette. Um, yeah. So he um back on his original season, I, I wasn't a huge fan because this is right around the time I was, a big Mike Boogie fan and Mike Boogie kind of took Ian under his wing and yeah. you know, helped him out through the game. And then Ian just kind of was like, thanks, by the way, I'm going to vote you out. Um, so, um, I felt like he backstabbed Mike Boogie a little bit. So I can't, I had a little bit of a uh, I don't like Ian, um, time, yeah. but coming back now, again, the maturity factor, he seems much different this time. I actually am rooting for him. He's probably second on my list after Kaser. Um, I do like the way he plays, but I, again, I'm sitting here going, Ian, this is televised. Everybody knows, just play your game. You're fine. Align yourself with the right people, win some competitions, and you guys will be fine. It's almost like I, I would like to see, you know, brains versus brawn together, you know, as two yeah. different alliances. I like the, the brawn and then to be, have one alliance, and then brains to be another. Not that they, none, of, none of them have brains or brawn as a combination, not saying that, but perceived what the nation perceives as that. Um, so yeah, I mean, he's another one that I'm rooting for that I, I don't know how far he'll make it, but, um, yeah, I mean, he's, he's brilliant and I, I want him to play that up more than he is.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think, um, I like Ian too. Um, I think he, hopefully he's actually got a plan that's going to, like he, he hasn't figured out enough already, like in a smart way of how to lay off and come in just at the right time. Um, and if anybody's got a plan, it's Ian, right? So I think um, I think we're in for a good season from him because I think he'll swoop in when we least expect it and when other people least expect it. You know, right now he's not really aligned with much of anybody. He did have a chat with Christmas about stuff which we'll see if that connection holds because Christmas is in another alliance, the large uh, bully alliance. But if uh, if those two held out, it'd be pretty cool.
3: No, absolutely, I, I agree, and, and and I think Ian really was the he was my odds on favorite going in, and uh, we'll just we're going to see what happens. Uh, I, I think that what happened on Wednesday will blow up that six, and I think that pe- pl- players like Ian and in Caser, I think they're going to start coming to the forefront.
1: Yes. So a couple quick, that's all of our, that's all of our contestants, by the way, that's everybody. Um, i love the analysis we gave on everybody. I'm pretty sure we've nailed it and, um, everyone should consult us at CBS moving forward. But, um, a couple of topics to just really quick hits on, um, the racial issue. Um, I personally, I would love to see an African-American winner, you know, from Big Brother, of course, you know. Unfortunately, though, I think a lot of people, and it's not unfortunate, I'm saying a lot of people sometimes don't think of it that way because it is a game of skill and of brawn and the perfect mixture of both of them as to whether or not, you know, there are competitions in it. So sometimes people chalk it up to, oh, well, if you don't compete, it doesn't matter what your skin color is, right? Um, But I love that Davon Bailey and David have tried to pull in this sort of side alliance to help each other get to the finale so that there's a better chance of this African-American person winning. However, I think it's hilarious that Davon has such a hard time with David and (laughs) is, is almost calling him out. Like she's, she was flat out upset with him, you know? Um, She's kind of saying, you know, she's trying real hard for this guy. But she's having
2: to And none of us hurt- know who you are. No, I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> exactly. She's trying to she's she's having to throw some of her morals out the window, right? Like she's kind of saying, "Man, do I really need to fight for him that much?" So, you know, I do think that's interesting that um that, that there's that that issue going in there, right? Um he's just I mean, we just all kind of said David's just not good. So, I'm sorry, I don't really care what color your skin is at this point. You're not a good big brother player.
2: Yeah, Yeah, this is one of those games that you would, that I'm on the, it shouldn't matter um, because it's a game of skill and outwitting people, really. There's there's competitions. It's not like, I mean, except for the voting part, which is the only part, but it just seems like the alliances tend to be like individuals, like the young guys always band together. It's always an all guys alliance or it's, you know, it's always something that puts people into categories, whether it's intentional or not. I think you just socially, you gravitate towards people who are like you, whether that's with interest, ethnicity, whatever it is, whatever is making you feel comfortable in that bubble is what you're going to be drawn to. Um, So that's how alliances are created. However, I do feel like that is one of the reasons Big Brothers needs to evaluate the rules. Now, I'm not saying that they can they can do away with alliances because that's a natural thing. Everybody's going to join alliances, but maybe throw some interesting type of rule changes in there where, you know, I don't know, just, to figure out something to maybe even it out to where regardless of whether you're an alliance, you could still be put on the block because, you know, I like the whole idea of maybe the veto winner getting to nominate the person. I don't know. I don't I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, but I, I, I do think there's something there. It, it's a social, and ultimately this is a social experience, experiment along with a competition. Um, yeah. I, I applaud them for what they're trying to do. But at the same time, it's almost like, you also need to talk to everybody else, right? (laughs) Like you you can't just hang together and hope for the best. It's like infiltrate, like make them talk to you. Like I'm going to work out with you. I'm going to eat with you. Oh, you're cooking. Let me help. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I don't know. And to me it's interesting that they are actually, it's the three of them, but they haven't considered that Kevin and Kaser are minorities too. And the, if that's how they feel like is maybe they're a target on their back as well. Yeah. Um, right. So maybe it should be the five of you helping each other out. I don't know. Right. I, I just think it's, it's a little close minded of them just to think it's the three of us against everybody else when maybe it's not, you
1: know, a hundred percent. I'm glad you brought that up. I was going to as well, that, you know, let's, 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 let's think this all the way through guys before you are going to have to answer to some, uh, some questions in the outside world too, I believe. Moose, what's your thoughts on uh, that team going forward?
3: Well, you you know, it's, um, I, I think Jeanette's right. I think they, if they were going for this quote unquote, like minority alliance or, or, or whatever. And, you know, they could probably wrangle in Kevin and Kaser. And yeah. have a pretty formidable alliance, you know, just, just I actually own think game. it
1: might be a really good group of people.
3: Yeah, you know? I mean, for sure. I think it would, it would be a, a good mix. Now, you know, winning competitions is part of the game. And unfortunately, I don't know how how great that fivesome would be at winning competitions. Uh, just yeah. because we don't have a really a body of work to, to, to look. But, you know, um,
2: but yeah, it's I mean, a who, who knows? It's a, formidable, it's, like- it's a formidable voting block because you can win all the competitions yeah. you want. But it, if you have votes, then...
3: No, no, 100%. one hundred percent. Yeah, it didn't
1: it, matter bit. they would have numbers. At right. That
3: how point. many How many are in the House right now? I forget.
2: Oh, so what, have been voted out so far? And we yeah. started off with, what, 15? 13. 13? Mm-hmm.
3: 13, maybe. So five, I mean, f- yeah, honestly, five could run the House. Because, again, referencing what happened on Wednesday, it looks like that six is probably going to get it blown up. So, um, you well, know. Well, it's
1: even – even if it didn't get blown up, if those five got together, they would be pulling Bailey and Davon's votes from the Slick Six yeah. and voting with whatever the five wanted. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So it would crumble all the other ones numbers wise.
3: Right. It would also take from those other ones too because uh, you know Davon and and Bailey and David are in that six.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It would yeah. take away their votes and put it towards whatever the five wanted.
3: Right. So,
1: so it's unfortunate that they're not going to, it doesn't look like they're moving forward in that direction, but we can always hope. Yeah. Well, but I'll tell
3: you, your goal I'll tell you is this. Just, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, if, um, you know, I, I was in agreement with Mary Margaret, you know, when Davon was sitting on that bed talking to Bailey and David about basically I'm sticking my neck out for you and here you are running around like an idiot. Like I thought that was one of the best parts of the show yeah. on yeah. Wednesday night for sure. Which is yeah. why
2: you need to pull in more people. It's kind of like they're they're practicing the same closed-mindedness that they feel like others are because they're not looking outside outside and saying, who else can we bring in to help us? I mean, it could be anybody. They're, you mean, I don't know, just throwing names out there. Like, you could bring in, I don't know, Nicole can't be trusted, but I'm just saying, you know, definitely start with Kaser and Kevin and then see who they could bring in with them. Like, yeah. let's expand this. Yep. Yeah. And don't let that be your sole goal is just to have a minority win. It's an admirable goal, but you've got to think of it strategically too. Like, how do we get there? That can't be your only plan. You have to figure out how you're going to do it. (laughs) Definitely.
3: You know who would be in that alliance too? Nicole, but they voted her out.
2: Right. I was thinking that too. I was like, not that Nicole, but the other Nicole would have because she feels like an outsider. Yeah. But see, they need us to coach on the sidelines.
1: We say it every year, Jeanette. We say it every year. They're not listening. If CBS would just consult us after they listen to chick chat, then we would we would really get further along with these seasons, I think. Yes, it
2: would be far more entertaining.
1: Well, I think it's going to be interesting season overall. It's going to be interesting in the next couple weeks, even because you know Tyler's laid down the gauntlet now. He got out Janelle. Some people are happy. Some people upset. Some people now are seeing true colors of people. They've been in there long enough. They've been in there like 25 days or something. Um, I won't give away who won the veto. If you are the uh, head of household, if you don't know already, do either of you know?
3: I know. Yeah. I'm, I'm blackout right now. I do not know.
1: Okay. Well, we won't, we won't spoil it for you, but um, you know, uh, we'll see how this goes. Um, there's going to have to be some changes in some of these bully alliances, as I call them, the ones that kind of just group up day one because they all look alike or because they're bros or whatever. Yeah. Um, some of that's going to have to change um, in order for some real gameplay to happen. But <clears throat> doesn't matter because Big Brother's on and I watch it regardless. I love it. It's happy summer. And I'm glad that CBS got their act together and, and made it happen.
2: Yes, I am too.
1: Excellent. All right, so any other Big Brother topic you need to discuss before we head out?
3: I think we've covered it. I yeah, think we, we I
1: think we pretty much nailed it.
3: We did. We it was pretty exhaustive explanation <laughs> over the cast that we just had.
1: Absolutely. Well, good. Well, obviously we will address the season in for, in upcoming episodes, but Um, For now, we really hope everybody watches Big Brother and can tune in and can enjoy it with us. Um, It's just such an interesting human experiment, and I like being a little part of it. So, all right, guys. Well, you know what? I want to give a quick shout out to our sponsor for uh, this episode and on The Mesh in general, Time Genies, the corporate and personal concierge and errand service such a great organization that uh Karen Tonks is running in Hickory North Carolina. Uh they do everything from office cleaning and realtor staging, home organizing, they'll come pack up your boxes like they did for me when I moved. Um they'll clean your house, they'll run your errands. It's a pretty sweet deal and they're a great company. So go check them out at time-genies.com. They're also on Facebook and Instagram. Give them a call and tell them that Chick Chat sent you. And for me, Jeanette Moose, for chiming in as the male voice, want to thank you all for listening to Chick Chat here on TheMesh.tv. Feel free to shoot us a line anytime. Find us on Instagram. Follow The Mesh and all the other podcasts that we have to offer. And let us know what you think about it. If you have a topic you want us to discuss, let us know. We'll try to get to it. Until then, everyone stay safe, wash your hands, wear your mask, and we'll catch you on the flip side.